Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Just Brian Haydad here with you on a Sunday evening, Monday morning. Thanks for joining me at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. The holidays are here. They don't have a whole lot of time left, but one thing that's always available to you is Strange Brew Coffee. Strop by, strop by. I don't know how you strop. I don't know what that word even means, but you can stop by. Uh, the two locations here in Starkville or the location in Tupelo and pick up some great, great products. So if you're in this area, that's great. I don't know about shipping at this time, guys. I mean, we're, we're cutting it a little close, but Hey, if you want to just go ahead and place the order and say, well, it's, it's on the way, blame it on Joe Biden, blame it on, on Mitch McConnell, blame it on whatever political party you want to just say, guys, what can I do with the shipping issues? I ordered it weeks ago, honey. And you're taken care of. That's that's see, don't don't blame yourself. Blame others. That's the way to do it. But don't blame Strange Brew Coffee House because their coffee is fantastic. Don't blame College Corner either. But again, you can just use whatever excuse you need to if you haven't already placed that order. Hopefully you have. Hopefully you've got some great maroon and white merchandise under the tree for everybody in the family. Two locations to serve you. They are still open here in the holiday season. Head over to Jackson. Head to the Ridgeland. Uh, store over by Fleet Feet or head to the Flowood store over by the Half Shell. You can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com and get the maroon and white merchandise you're looking for this holiday season. Humble Taco, not open for the uh, until January 7th. They are on a holiday break, much deserved for our service industry there, but when they come back into business, well, you know what I'm talking about. The best Mexican restaurant in the city of Starkville. It's not really even close because it's just different. Anybody can serve you the, the normal tacos and burritos. What they're doing at Humble Taco is something different, it's something exciting, and it's something very unique to Starkville. So when you want a Mexican restaurant that gives you something different and something delicious, you're going to head over to Humble Taco and enjoy Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. Our good friends over at Firehouse Subs hope that you're having a great holiday season, and if you've still got time, you still have a holiday party to attend, it's best to show up, not empty-handed, show up with a Firehouse Subs party platter. Locations in Starkville, Oxford, Tupelo, Columbus, Flowood, and Madison. They'll all take care of you there. And if you're just looking to grab a quick lunch, it doesn't get any easier than using the Firehouse Subs app in and out with your lunch and you pile up the reward points so you can be eating free sandwiches quicker than you would think. Guys, March is a fantastic month on the calendar. You know, that's when the weather starts to get warm and we start to really get into college baseball, which I know we're all very excited about. And I'm here to tell you guys, you're going to have a lot, if you, a lot of time in March to enjoy college baseball. A lot of time in March to not have to worry about other things. Maybe the start of spring football. Maybe you're getting excited about Will Rogers and the boys at that time. That's fine. That's fine. What I'm telling you is this, though. For basketball, nada. Not happening. I'm saying it now, here on December the 19th, that we're not going to see any Mississippi State basketball in the NCAA tournament. Now, if you're an NIT fan, hey, turn it on. 
Mississippi State did get the win on Friday night, a game uh, at the Humphrey Coliseum. 69-66 was the final score. A game that State led by as many as 18 and then trailed by, uh, what, six, seven points before finally putting it together in the final moments to get the win. Another game without Tolu Smith, still injured. Uh, Big game for Garrison Brooks, 18 points for him. Uh, including a couple of three-pointers. Molinar with 14, DJ Jeffries with 14, Shaquille Moore with 12. I thought that uh, Derek Fountain, uh, Cam Carter play well. Cam Matthews continues to be that glue guy. A lot of Some good things here and there, but again, this is something that happens a lot against Mississippi State. And some friends of mine are pointing out, and it's just true, and you hear, you hear Ben Hallen say it sometimes. Teams just have their best shooting night against Mississippi State. Well, once or twice, that's a, you know, that's a, that's a bad coincidence, but when it's more than that, it's it's probably you, and that's what happened. This team, uh, uh, for I'm sorry, Furman, goes absolutely crazy in the second half, shooting the three ball, um, and gets back into the game and had the lead and had a great chance to win. They shoot fifty. I don't know how you lose a game if you're Furman shooting fifty four percent from the field and fifty two percent from three. I don't know how you do that, but they did. Um, didn't shoot a lot of free throws, and that's really where the difference of the game was. State was a little more active getting into the paint, 14 of 21 from the line, 2 of 5 for uh, for Furman. But this basketball team, you know, they're just not great. I, I just don't think they're very good. I, nothing about them you know, strikes me as a team that's going to play in the, in the big dance. You know, they've had three opportunities at what you would call quality non-conference wins, although Louisville clearly is not a very good team. They got handled by Western Kentucky. They lost to the same Furman team. Uh, then you lose that game to Minnesota. And then you lose a game to, to Colorado State that you had the lead throughout. You got no quality wins. Now, their state's net is still not bad. But I just don't see this team winning enough games in conference play. You know, they're going to probably, you know, they should be able to beat Winthrop on Tuesday down there in Jackson. And they'll be nine and three, but what's what's going to be the number they have to get to? 11, 11 and seven in the conference would that be good enough to uh, to get there? I don't know that they can win eleven games. I'm just not impressed with this team, and and they're doing the thing that I talked about back in the preseason. I said I don't think this team should be a bubble team. I think they should be in from day one, no question about it. And that's not where they are. If you looked at Joe Lenardi's last bracketology he put out last week, he has stayed as late the last team out. If they had just won one of these three games, they would be in no questions asked. They would probably be, you know, a, a nine or a ten seed, and with a chance to move on up uh, in, in the rankings. But I, I, every time I watch this team play, I just they just frustrate me. I'm not impressed. I'm not impressed with this team. You know, I understand that there's they, they've had these injury issues, and they're still trying to figure out everybody's roles, and they're still trying to figure out the minutes, and, and you know, they're missing Tolu Smith, and that's a big piece, and I get all that, but. This team is a lot more talented than it plays as. And but they're not playing they're not they what what uh, let's see if I can get the uh, the grammar right, right? The uh the sum of the parts is less than the whole. Is that, is that is that where I'm going with that? I'm not entirely sure. They don't do anything one thing particularly well. They do a bunch of things okay. You know, they're not a dominant rebounding team. They're not a great three-point shooting team. They're not particularly good defensively. Uh, they they turn it over, you know, not as a little more than you probably would like. Um, and they don't have, you know, Molinar, Brooks, Tolu. 
They don't have a guy that you can just trust with the basketball in the closing seconds and say, get me the bucket. You know, Molinar had a chance to do that against Colorado State and Minnesota and couldn't get it done. And, you know, he, you remember last year that game against Kentucky and the way that that went for him. I'm just not impressed. I have not been impressed with this basketball team this year. You know, and, and, and look, playing this schedule, there weren't a whole lot of opportunities for me to just say, okay, wow, they're actually really, really good. I don't even know if they were 11-1 and one at the end of this, this 12-game uh, stretch that they'd be in the top 25. They might be, you know, getting some votes. Because, I mean, the teams they're playing they just aren't great. They don't have a, a real great non-conference uh, win at all. But they just haven't been impressive. You know, they they blow leads late. Think about that Richmond game. They were up 10 in the final minute and gave that away. Had to go into overtime and get that win. Um, and then the Furman game. I mean, they, they look, you know, early on they were cruising. And then they just let Furman keep getting buckets. And, and when I say let, I mean let. A lot of good looks for Furman in that game. So for me, you know, I, first off, like I've got to tell you, I don't know. You know, if you want me to put together a hot list, no, nah, I can't. Don't, don't know enough about college basketball to do that. But I do know what the formula seems to be. Find the next mid-major guy. Who's a guy winning at a mid-major? That's who you need to bring in. A younger guy. That, you know, Look what State does offensively. I mean, it's, it's very uninspiring. It's a lot of high screens, a little weave. You know, this, isn't, this isn't 2000 anymore. It's 2021. They've changed the way college basketball works. And Ben Howland, is just, it's just not clicking the way you want it to. Now, the good news is, if there, if there is some, the good news is the talent is there. And that's the number one thing, is talent. You can't make trades in college basketball. If State just had poor players, I would tell you they're just resigned to their fate. They're going to finish, you know, 14 and 15 or whatever and call it a season. This team has the talent that if things start clicking, they can, uh, they can get to the tournament easily. What I'm saying is I don't have faith that things are going to start clicking. I don't believe in this team right now. I don't believe in them, you know, for whatever that's worth. I just don't see this team coming together and putting together a five- or six-game winning streak that's going to give them some, some separation and give them some, some comfort and some, some you know, bubble uh, stability at any point. You know, when you look at their schedule – in this game against Winthrop, you start conference playoff with Arkansas. Now, Arkansas did just lose a game, and that game is in Starkville, but let's not act like on December the 29th at 8 o'clock p.m. we're going to have a packed house at the Humphrey Coliseum with a big home court advantage. Then you got to go to Missouri, who's not very good. And then, you know, we've been talking about it for a few weeks now, that game in Oxford. State has, for whatever reason, under Ben Howland, not been able to get the first game of that series with Ole Miss. So let's say they can beat Missouri and they, and they lose to Arkansas. And then now you're one and two. You're one and two in conference play. You would be 10 and four overall. And then, you know, your next three games are Georgia, which is, a, you know, not a good team. You should be able to win that game at home. But then Alabama, that's a good team. And then Florida on the road. So now you're 11 and six if, if things probably hold according to the way you think they were. You probably need, a, you know, eight more wins at that point. Going to be tough. Gonna to be tough to find eight wins in this in that in, in those remaining games. I mean, it, I, twenty wins used to be the big deal, right? If you got twenty wins, you were going to the NCAA tournament. Is this team at twenty and I guess it'd be twenty and ten? Are they going to uh, be able to? Are you? Are they a lock for the NCAA tournament at twenty and ten? I don't think so at all. So, 
That's one issue. And then the other side of that is the women's team who lost on uh, Saturday to Troy. And as I'm recording right now, are going back and forth with Jackson State. And, uh, you know, people are trying to tell me this is a good Jackson State team. And they may very well be. It's still Jackson State. So, you know, you're going to, it's going to, you're going to, you know, struggle to make me think that that game should be close. As we sit here right now at the, at the half, Jackson State's up four. Mississippi State shooting two of 15 from behind the arc. Just not a good team. That program went in the tank quick. Pretty obvious what, what was going on there. Vic Schaefer was the, the key holding all that together because the team he left behind had enough talent to easily – not, not, that team last year, talent-wise, could have contended for the SEC championship. I know South Carolina had a great, great year. I know. But talent-wise, that team was right there. <coughs> and they were awful. And now this team doesn't look like it's going to be very good either. I, I don't see this team making I, – now, I will say this. I didn't see this team making the NCAA tournament back in November when we talked about it. You know, I didn't see this team making the NCAA tournament before Nikki McCray-Penson left and they hired you know, Doug Novak as the interim. I don't, I don't think this team has what it takes to get it done. I don't feel like they have the players. You know, they've got one great player in Rakia Jackson – and then you've got all these other girls who, you know, you, you sort of piece together through the transfer portal. Maya Taylor, you know, is, is I mean, she's not playing like herself right now. I just, I just don't like this team. So neither one of these teams make me think that, you know, second week, third week of March, we're going to be talking much college basketball on this podcast or college basketball and Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be full into baseball at that point. We'll be starting to talk about spring football. At that point, we will not be talking about basketball because neither one of these teams inspires any confidence in me, and I doubt in you. And judging by the attendance, I'm not I'm not alone. That this team is going to do these teams are going to do anything, and it's disappointing. You know, the women's team. I, I, I you know I get it. You know, you're gonna you had a lot of, of flux there with a the new head coach. You got all these new pieces. It's just it's just it's going to be a difficult uphill climb. That's fine. There's no excuse for the the men's team. There's just no, there's really none no excuse. This has been Howland's seventh year, all right. The fact that he had to hit the portal so hard is kind of disappointing. A to begin with, you know, wh- where are your recruits? You've been here for seven years. Why 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 is everybody bailing on you? You lost a full signing class to the transfer portal. You lost you know a couple key players last year. I mean, I just don't get it. But then you go to the portal and you do have success. You know, you, you say, look, we, we got a problem. Let's fix it. You fix it. You get players in. You get four great college basketball players to come in and play for your program. All right. All systems go. No. No. It's more of the same. This team looks the same as it has the past few seasons. Only The, the tournament year was the only year in non-conference play this team was really, really good. I think they lost one game that year in non-conference play. They beat the crap out of almost everybody else they played. The twenty, the next year, the twenty, I guess that's 2019-2020 that was cut short with the pandemic. That team struggled in non-conference play. They lost two or three games they should not have lost, and that's why they were on the bubble when the season was canceled. Then last year, you know, we all know what happened last year. They lost a bunch of games in non-conference that they probably should have won, but they didn't. And that chart, that 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 same trend happened in conference play. This is year seven for Ben Howland. There's nobody on this earth that can tell me when Ben Howland was hired that you thought seven years in you'd be sitting on one tournament appearance with a team that's still not great. No no chance in it. You can't make me believe it. You can't make me believe it. 
I'll give Howland the year zero and all that. That's fine. I don't have a problem with it, you know, because his first year he had all the seniors leave, and then Malik Newman left, and he had to basically start over with a bunch of freshmen. But that recruiting class, I mean, you got like two or three guys out of it, but then everybody else, again, Kegler, Harrard, Eli Wright. I mean, all these guys, you know, they left. They left. You got great careers out of uh, Tyson Carter, Lamar Peters, and Abdul Adu. Everybody else, eh. And then since then, you know, what have you done? So I'm not going to have a whole lot of sympathy at the end of the season for Ben Hallen if he's not making the NCAA tournament. I've said it since since last, the end of last season. Tournament or bust this year. If it doesn't happen, then it's time to move on as far as I'm concerned for Mississippi State. They've got to make the tournament this year. If they don't, then you got to have a coaching search. There's just no there's just no two ways around that. Unless you just want to just throw up your hands and say, we're not worried about men's basketball anymore. We're football and baseball and men's basketball. You know, we just we just put them out there. So you know, you got to make that choice if you're John Cohen. You know, I, and I, I I don't think I'm telling John Cohen anything either. I don't think I'm telling Ben Allen anything. I think he knows. He's smart enough to know that in year seven, one tournament appearance isn't acceptable at any school. At any school, doesn't matter. Not just Mississippi State. So, going to be an interesting few weeks. You know, if if this could turn on this could turn on a dime. If they beat Arkansas, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, you got something going now. But then you got to beat Ole Miss. State has four games with remain before or three games before Ole Miss. So that's four games total, right? They have Winthrop, Arkansas, Missouri, Ole Miss. They need to be three and one in that, and they need to beat Ole Miss. I don't care who the loss is to. I really don't even care if it's Winthrop. Winthrop is usually a pretty decent out-of-conference team. I don't know if they are this year or not. I'm not going to act like I'm an expert on Winthrop basketball, but usually year in and year out, it's a team that contends for the tournament. 3-1 and one and you beat Ole Miss, maybe we can reevaluate at that point. Anything else? Nope. Not, not going to be happening. All right. Let's move on into the second half of the show. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you this holiday season to put beef on the holiday table. A whole prime rib, a whole beef tenderloin, that's a Christmas meal that will be remembered for a long, long time. So, when you head to the grocery store to do your Christmas shopping, instead of grabbing a turkey or a ham, grab a big honk of beef, and you will be doing not only your family a great service, but our Mississippi beef providers as well. 15,000 of them in the state doing business and keeping our agricultural business thriving here in Mississippi. Beef, it's what's for Christmas dinner, thanks to our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District. That's the place to find smoked southern soul food. One of my favorite restaurants, not just in Starkville, but anywhere I've been in the SEC. Love going there. Love eating there. Always have a great time. Always have a great meal. It's never, never, never bad at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. It's always a great place. Always a great time. Check them out next time you're in Starkville over there in the heart of the Cotton District. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business Systems makes it super easy for your business. They can't make it any easier. Does it get any easier than great products and great service? That's the backbone of just about every business. Well, Advantage Business Systems has been doing that for 46 years. Going on 47 now. And that's a long time. Not to be alive, just just to be in business. And they do it because they take care of their customers. They don't give you a 1-800 number and say, all right, give us a call and maybe next week we can be out here to fix you. If you've got a problem, you call them, you're talking to one of their representatives, and they're taking care of it that same day. Because they're a local business, they're a Mississippi business, they get to their customers right away. Call them today, find out what they can do for you. The number is 601-362-9192. 
or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Let's talk football. Let's talk a little transfer portal. This is the week it's going to start heating up a little bit. Now, sort of the same as last year, it looks like State, the first round of prospects State was in on, probably not going to happen. A lot of those guys are really starting to blow up. They're finding offers from outside of, you know, the big they're, – they're finding offers from the big programs. Uh, the receiver from, from Akron has got offers now from LSU and USC. Marcus Banks, the cornerback uh, from Alabama, is starting to see other SEC offers. So it doesn't look like those guys are going to end up being Bulldogs. It's fine. There's thousands of players in the transfer portal. All There's some quality, quality guys. I would expect this week because guys are going to want to start figuring it out. They want to be enrolled for spring. They want to be able to practice. So names are going to start to come out. Left tackle. Speaking of which, I don't think we talked about it. Uh, we haven't had a podcast, but Charles Cross made it official. He's off to the NFL. He's skipping the Liberty Bowl. We'll see Nick Jones probably at that left tackle position, so he'll get the first audition. Obviously, Percy Lewis will be here in the in the spring, so he'll get a chance at that. But State wants another guy there, so left tackle. There'll be names popping up from there. Um, kicker. I think kicker is probably the number two position on the depth chart that you're looking for an immediate guy. And honestly, it might be number one. You probably you might feel better about what Nick Jones gives you than what Nolan McCord does. So, kicker, you'll start seeing some names pop up. I believe the kicker from um, Arkansas is what was reported on 24-7, that uh, he is a, uh, a, a potential, that uh, they have a transfer kicker there that is a potential uh, guy that the state's going to be looking at. Uh, his name is what a great name, by the way. I hope my cousin's listening to hear about Arkansas transfer kicker Vito Calvaruso. Ah, so evidently there's a connection there, according to Paul Jones, Matt Brock, who uh, you know we've been giving a lot of grief to, but he recruited him in high school. Love the name though, Vito. I mean, if he, if he doesn't become the Godfather, I mean, what are we doing with our lives here? Um, so that that position. Cornerback, obviously, if Marcus Banks isn't making the, the trip. And again, the the signing of DeCarlos Nicholson sort of softens that blow for you a little bit. But you'd still like one more guy, one more veteran guy to be sort of that third corner. If you, I think we go into the season looking at Mississippi State with uh, Emmanuel Forbes and DeCarlos Nicholson as starters. DeCamry Richardson is that third guy. You'd like to have one more guy. One more guy. I don't know who that's going to be. I mean, that could be end up, some, end up being somebody that – Pushes Nicholson a little bit. I don't know. Um, and then after that, maybe another safety. You know, they, they're, they're, Jason Washington has got a couple of his former Texas guys in the portal, guys he recruited. I remember B.J. Foster, that kid, going back to the V Sporto days, if you guys remember, I used to produce those podcasts for uh, for 24-7 and for uh, Bleach Report for national recruiting stuff. And B.J. Foster was a guy they talked about all the time. He had an offer from just about everybody in the country. Now he's in the portal. Obviously, he would have a connection with Jason Jason Washington. So that'll be something to watch for sure. It looks like State, you know, and Mike Leach sort of talked about it, would like to get another receiver or two. I find that interesting. I feel like that receiver room is loaded. But at the same time, the seventh and eighth guys in this offense are going to catch as many passes as the second and third guys in a lot of other offenses. So... Could be something to watch out for. A couple of receivers there. And then, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the other positions they would look at are going to be. Do you want to look at a veteran quarterback who might want to come in and just, you know, sort of a Minshew type? I think Minshew went to Washington State to, to win the starting job. 
But Minshew went to Alabama just to sort of go to Alabama. I don't think Gardner Minshew went to Alabama thinking I'm going to be the starting quarterback. I, I don't believe that. Because Jalen Hurts was really entrenched at that point. And so or, or I guess oh, it was 2018, right? No, that would have been Tua. Tua was been coming in. So, yeah, he knew he wasn't beating out Tua. But he went. He was going to go to Alabama just to sort of get that, that you know, that that experience and to work with Saban. He made the right choice. He made bet on himself. But I could see somebody trying to find somebody like that, a veteran guy, sort of like a Chance Lovertich kind of guy. But do you want to go that route? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know this: names are going to start popping up this week. You're going to start seeing more and more guys. I would expect to have some players announce for Mississippi State this week. Just because, like I said, you, some of those guys, they just want they, they want to go and get it going. They know that spring semester is just a few weeks away. They need to get to move to Starkville. They need to make these decisions decisions now. And when they do that, they'll be good to go. So this is just me today. There's not, you know, not another voice. Tell that guy on 24-7, probably going to be under 26 minutes today. Sorry about that. It's just me. Robbie uh, was out of town today. Uh, but he'll be back tomorrow, and we'll have a, another podcast for you tomorrow. And then we're done for the week. We're, we're on Christmas vacation at that point. I'll be out of town. I think Robbie's doing some stuff as well. So tomorrow's podcast is the last one of the week, and then we'll be back on the 26th uh, to, to start ramping up for the Liberty Bowl and talking about Mississippi State versus Texas Tech. You guys, have a great Monday, and I'll be back with you with Robbie uh, tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. The next one and not gonna kill you Don't believe it, but I'm betting that you will Stop, no! I'll let you live a little bit with the pain And I bring you know it's only the beginning Stop, oh! Cause you're the next one and I'm gonna kill you Don't believe it, but I'm betting that you will Stop, no! I'll let you live a little bit with the pain A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production